Welcome to Flame Bears, the women athletes carrying Tokyo's torch. I'm your host, Jamie. In this episode, we speak with Kazakh para taekwondo athlete Camilla Dasmalova about being the only female Paralympian on Kazakhstan's national para taekwondo team, as well as how she navigates her disability. I spoke with Camilla and her coach, Sultan, with the help of her friend and colleague, Mayupt Mezep manager of the National Paralympic Committee of Kazakhstan, who translated our conversation live. We did this so Camilla and Sultan could express themselves freely in Russian. I then had two colleagues record their voices in English, so Camilla and Sultan's voices in English were clear. At the time of our recording, the trio was training in rural Kazakhstan. My name is Camila Akubai Dosmalova, and sport uh, para taekwondo. Camila's been studying taekwondo since she was nine years old. I started to train when I was studying in school at nine years old. When I started, there were 10 of us in the class, but it quickly fell to only three of us in the class. I was the only girl. She's still the only girl, this time on the Kazakh para taekwondo national team. But that really hasn't held Camilla back. I started to compete in the international competition at 16, but it wasn't until about two years ago that our government started to be more supportive of para taekwondo athletes. Before that, para taekwondo athletes had trained alone without a team. Now, para taekwondo has resources to train, to send us to competitions, and I feel like I'm part of the national team. Before that, we were separate. Camilla, what's it like to be the only woman on the national team? I'm used to being the only girl, and I'm currently the only woman on Kazakhstan's para-taekwondo team. For most of my childhood, I trained with male athletes, and when I went to university, there were only two girls there with me. That said, it's not unusual for me anymore. So what has being the only woman on your team meant for your training? So, you know, men are generally stronger and sometimes it's uncomfortable because they can be a lot stronger and I have to train against them. There's also more variance in men's weight class and weight is a huge advantage. Two years ago when I started at national training camps, we started training together. I was always the last one to finish everything, so I made it my goal to change that. Over the last two years, in addition to all of our national training, I also ran for an hour every day and did bike hours every day. In the last training camp of this year, I was proud to finish third amongst 10 men. On Instagram, I wrote, progress comes to those who train day in and day out. I train six days a week and I only have Sundays off. At the same time, I need to be careful not to overwork as I hurt my leg pushing myself too hard before. 
My coach gives me small incremental goals to focus on so I don't overwork myself. I asked Camilla about her disability. My right arm is shorter than my left arm and doesn't function as well. I got it during birth. Someone who's really believed in Camilla throughout her journey is her coach, Sultan. Sultan took on coaching Camilla for free because he saw qualities in her that he wanted to support and nurture. I was working in the sports department of a school as the second in command after the director, and I decided I needed a change. I went to our local sports club for people with disabilities to see what opportunities there were, and I was told about Camilla, an athlete who had been searching for a coach for a year and a half. While I had experience working on the Olympic team for the Athens Games, I had since then transitioned into management. So the idea of going back into coaching didn't jump out at me. That said, I realized I could help her. I was told I would not receive a salary because it was in the middle of the year, but that I could train her for free. Before agreeing, I wanted to see who she was, what her skills were, and how hard she worked, so we set up a time to meet and train together. I quickly saw that she was ready and willing to grow and push herself as hard as possible. So I said, okay, and no problem. I would like to coach her. Given that Camilla is used to being the only woman and on top of that, the only athlete with a disability, I asked her why it's so important for her to be a role model for others. I'm proud to be a role model who can help inspire others. I'm sure of who I am today, that I want to help inspire other people, other women. When I was a little girl, because of my hand, I couldn't make my hair beautiful. I kept asking myself why this had happened to me. Why can't do some of the things others can? Then, while growing up, I saw others. They adapted to their disabilities and could do everything others could. While competing in nationals, I saw others with disabilities and I realized I'm not alone. I want to help make others realize that they too are not alone. It's a good example of how to be brave. Camilla is the only para-taekwondo athlete. People really admire her and look up to her. She's about to compete on the world stage in Tokyo. Given that many of us struggle with motivation, I wanted to know where Camilla's motivation comes from. My discipline came from my time in school. When I was studying in school, I would get up at 6 a.m. to exercise or study. I received a full university scholarship to one of the most prestigious universities in Kazakhstan thanks to this preparation. My discipline also comes from my religion. I am a Muslim, so I get up at 4 a.m. to pray, then back to sleep, then I get up around 7 a.m. to run, 10 a.m. to train Taekwondo, and then I have a second training at 5 p.m. I pray five times a day, so that gives me structure. In my downtime, I do exercise with my sister and my mind exercises to keep my mind healthy. Her coach, Sultan, reiterated Camilla's sense of commitment and work ethic. She's a workaholic. She's always ready to go and pushes herself as hard as possible. Given that I'm not from Kazakhstan nor ever been there, I needed some context on Taekwondo within her country. 
So if we're speaking about Taekwondo in general, yes, it's very popular in Kazakhstan. Each city in Kazakhstan hosts competitions with many athletes competing, but these are for people without disabilities and mostly for men. If you were speaking about para-Taekwondo, no, it's not popular at all, and even less so for women. Many girls are afraid to go to Taekwondo because they are nervous that they will get hurt because we fight and they're afraid to be injured. To contextualize just how rare para women's Taekwondo is, I asked her manager who translated our conversation live how many other women para Taekwondo athletes she knows of. I, right now I know only two girls. Like Camila and one more girl who is making part of Taekwondo. But second girl, she's not part of national team because she is only started to train. To add on to this, while Sultan is her personal coach, he's not actually allowed to go with her to national training camps because of budgetary restrictions. At those camps, she's trained by the Kazakh Olympic national team coaches. While I train Camilla when she's at home, I'm not allowed to go with her to national training camps and I'm not going to Tokyo with her. I support her in all the ways that I can. But right now, we don't have the budget to support my ability to be with her when she's not at home. I asked Camilla about her hopes for Tokyo. When I qualified for Tokyo, I didn't believe it. I was like, is this a dream or reality? I guess it ended up being somewhere in the middle because it was happening and I was accomplishing what I had dreamt of for such a long time. To be honest, I wasn't sure of my feelings. I tried to seem calm and peaceful on the outside, but on the inside, I was not. Camilla, what one action do you want listeners to take after listening to your episode? Around the world, there are many people with disabilities. And listening to my episode, I want you to realize that you are not alone, that there are many other people with disabilities and we are everywhere. You are not alone. If you go after one goal every day, you will get there. Thanks for tuning in to Flame Bears, the women athletes carrying Tokyo's torch. For more behind-the-scenes coverage, follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Flame Bears. While we aren't able to be in Tokyo covering the Paralympics live, we're elevating the voices of countless women competing there. Massive thank you to Ali Kronthal and Ahmed Ragab for their voiceover help. To the Harvard Kennedy School's Women in Public Policy program, and the Harvard Innovation Lab for your ongoing support. Thank you to my amazing gal group within Stanford's Galvanizer Incubator Program. Thank you to Dino Catano and Emma Minto for your ongoing support and to teammate Hyatt Serato for your terrific work via social. We'll catch you on our next episode.